I'm Sylvia Burgos Tofnes, and this is Deep Roots Radio. Every week, my guests help us connect the dots between what we eat and how it's grown because every single food dollar we spend either protects or degrades the environment, produces foods with high nutrition or empty calories, and either helps pay a fair wage or keeps farm workers among the working poor. We get to make that choice every time we push a cart through the grocery store, visit the farmer's market, and eat at a restaurant. I hope you enjoy this interview. I uh, attended something last night, my husband David and I, that really brightened up our uh, perspectives. Please tell me more. Well, we were at the farm table restaurant and art gallery uh, that's just about, I don't know, 300 yards from Mm -hmm. where we're sitting right now here in Amory, Wisconsin. And they had this marvelous reception for an extended art exhibit that's going on right now that is the work of third through fifth graders. Oh, cool. What fun. Bright colors. The kids were standing beneath their works of art. Okay, they did have the kids there, too. The kids were there explaining their art. Yeah. So they were really well-versed. They were able to kind of present their art and say, this is why it's important. Mm -hmm. And, of course, being tied to the farm table restaurant and the Amory Food Hub, as it is, the uh, and the umbrella organization, the Farm Table Foundation. It's all about making that connection between our natural environment uh, and and the various other uh, expressions of our culture. So sometimes it's music, sometimes it's visual arts, sometimes it's things that you can touch. Mm-hmm. And in this instance, it was this terrific exhibit. And with us this morning, we have the organizer, Jessica Turtle Manderville, who is the creative director of for the Farm Table Foundation. Good morning, Jessica. How are you? Good morning, Sylvia. I'm really good. It was so much fun last night. Let's let's try to describe for people what this event is all about. There's a group called the Natural Heritage Project, and that is what started this entire thing. And that is um, a group of artists that were enlisted by uh, the discovery of a list called the Natural Heritage Working List which was developed by the DNR. And then we have AIM, which is Amory Inquiring Minds. It's a project-based group out of the Amory Intermediate School. It's third through fifth grade, as you said. And then we had Power Up for Kids, which is Katie Ellison. Um, She's working with the area hospital, and she is a dietitian, and she teaches classes uh, about um, to empower kids to learn how to cook for themselves, which is, they've been really good classes, and those have been held at Farm Table Foundation as well. The Natural Heritage Project, you're the instigator of that. Could you take a minute or two to describe how that got started and kind of what its purpose is? About a year and a half ago, I found the Natural Heritage Working List, and there's about 1,200 species on that list, and that's just a representation of Wisconsin. And after discovering that list, I felt compelled to do something. I wasn't sure exactly what to do, but I did know that my background in art and art itself has a much louder voice. Um, I was I kind of liken it to imagine if I were to walk around with a sign that says, save this snail. Mm. No one's going to take me very seriously. Um, but if there's research and a connection to why the snail is important, what the snail does, and what else the snail affects, maybe people would start to pay attention a little bit more. 
when I found out uh, that Amory Inquiry Minds was a, a project-based learning group um, and then how many students they had, we kind of started to dig in a little bit to see if we could fit into their curriculum. And we found this, this really great merriment between the two groups um, in that they are taught how to research, and that is what they do. They pick projects, they go to the backgrounds, and they do presentations. Um, and so we formatted this whole event with them over the last three months to make sure that we cover each one of those things. And it, it, it is exactly how we were formed to begin with, so it was pretty easy to do. And they also then um, they presented the information, and they were asked to present a bibliography of their resources to make sure they were credible. And then in front of a, a little jury of us, they presented why, why it was important for the species to be represented. And their arguments were, were really amazing, <laughs> really amazing. Well, just uh, if you've just joined us, we're talking about a art exhibit now on display at the Farm Table uh, Restaurant and uh, Art Gallery and Teaching Space called Species of Hope, Amory Inquiring Minds Youth Exhibit. The exhibit will be on display until the end of April, so it'll be, I think, April 30th. Can you de- can describe for us, uh, Jessica, what, what the space looks like and what it is that the kids are doing? Uh, so when you walk in, you'll see uh, we have some taxidermy that is on loan to us from the Field Museum in Chicago, and those are specifically chosen to go with the species that are on the wall. Uh, I did my absolute best to match them as, as close as I could. And then uh, when you walk in on the walls, you'll see 20 separate pieces of art that are done in watercolor, pen, and pencil. And those are done by three students. They were grouped in three. It'll be one species per image. And then down below, you'll see what they researched and what they wrote about it. Um, and then when you walk through the space, um, you can kind of get a feel for other other things. There's books. Um, there's uh, like a natural environment display, but it's very brightly colored and pretty spectacular. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it was it was quite the effort to try to see all these beautiful, beautiful um, pieces of art because the crowd was so huge last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a great turnout. <laughs> it was a wonderful turnout. It was so much yeah. fun. And it was um, a real education because as you approached, there stood the little artist, you know, a third through fifth grader beneath their hung piece of art, uh, ready to answer any question that you had about that particular animal. And I think one that I really, that I really enjoyed was the long-eared bat. Um, Because one of the reasons the child chose that particular uh, species of animal is because it was adorable and and had big (laughs) eyes. And I thought, why not? But each child was also able to uh, display with their piece of art a little map of the uh, state of Wisconsin that has the uh, counties all graphed out. And so, the, 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 as you said, that, that young artist investigates what it is that they do, and they were able to then fill in the counties in which that particular animal or insect or fish uh, lives. And, and some of the questions about it, um, you know, why do they live there and not somewhere else? So, the, I mean, the kids were really, really knowledgeable, and they uh, were are obviously building a really an, an interesting set of skills, not only in presentation, 
because they were all pretty much at ease, you know, looking straight at uh, up at the adult and letting them know about their piece of art. But also, as you said, in investigation. And it, it's really, really very encouraging to know that the, our local f- uh, school system has a program like that. Well, I'm uh, very intrigued by this, and I didn't get a chance to uh, go last night. Apparently, there's an audio guide. If you go tour the, could you explain, elaborate on that a little bit? I got to interview the groups, uh, so it's three students and me, um, and we talked about their project. I asked them three main questions, which was, uh, why did they choose the species? What did they learn? What did they enjoy? And then what did they like about the project? And they took the conversation in, in various directions. It was it was really great. Um, they responded very passionately, and then in some cases they gave some personal stories on why it mattered. Uh, and so we have that set up in the gallery. Uh, you can it's actually you can listen to it on SoundCloud. So it's Natural Heritage Project on SoundCloud.com, and you just go into the gallery, put on the headphones, and you can select which one you'd like to listen to, and you can hear them speaking and it's, it's completely worth doing. Jessica, how many kids did you interview altogether? 60 or 60 of them. Oh, my gosh. 60 kids. Yeah. And can you give us again, maybe a little more slowly, the, the um, website that they can that somebody can go to to listen to this? Uh, SoundCloud.com. And then our, uh, our title is Natural Heritage Project. Okay, that's SoundCloud. Dot com and then is it slash correct slash natural heritage project okay because I'm going to make sure to kind of listen to that too one of the things also that I saw being offered was an opportunity to get postcards made of some of these artworks yes uh, so you can actually have um, prints and eight by ten sixteen by twenty or twenty by twenty four of any of the work that's on display. And you can also order a pack of note cards. So it would be something you could mail on the holiday season or just to a friend. And it's uh, one of, you'll get ten in a variety, or you can order two and then you'd get one of each. Now this is going to be on display until April, the end of April. Is there a charge for taking a look at the exhibit? There is not. It is free and it's open to the public. Any other things that, that you might want to let us know about that are coming up as we go forward and where people can go to find out more? Oh, there's such a huge assortment of things offered. I would just really recommend that people visit uh, the Farm Table Foundation website, which is www.farmtablefoundation.org, and you go to the calendar section and you can click on the day you have available and you can kind of surf through and see what's going on. We have everything from a sourdough starter class to, um, you know, baking bagels. Uh, there's a, a kids baking class on Sunday for pretzels, which is really fun. Um, and then we have a maple camp also on Sunday where you'd go to a sugar shack and learn how to tap maple trees. Um, there's a, yeah, there's just a really wide variety. So you actually kind of make field trips, huh? Yeah, we do. Uh, we have we have access to the Hungry Turtle Farm, which is is a great resource. Um, and there's we have drawing classes out there. We'll have concerts out there. Um, and then there's a sugar shack that we have access to for learning. It's fantastic. Now you're doing something also on seed saving. Yeah, there's a list of um, classes coming up for seed saving um, to help support our seed initiative, which is to motivate local growers to start saving their own seed. 
and there's we have an expert out on the farm. Her name is Kobe Hagen, and she's offering a series of classes throughout the year to get people involved and to teach them how to do it. Um, and then we're hoping to establish regional seed so that it, you know these plants are hardy and grow well here, and that we know exactly what they are. And uh, if anybody has interest in seed, they're absolutely welcome to join in on this. It's, it's really a great class. Now, you're an artist by formal training, right? Yes. Okay. But you've also spent a lot of time in the kitchen. Can you give us a little bit of background on that? Oh, sure. Yeah. So um, I was a trained pastry chef, and I've also worked. I've worked in a lot of bakeries. Um, I've worked as a barista. I mean, I've pretty much done it all. I've worked in fine restaurants. And uh, now, actually, on the 22nd, I'll be at Hazelton for a women's conference, and I'll be doing a cooking demonstration um, with local food. So local food is a, obviously a major passion of mine, and um, it'll be an opportunity for me to kind of highlight uh, what we have growing here, especially in the winter. That's a tough one. Um, but it's one, one of my favorite things to talk about because there's, there's still a lot of great things you can do. So the Farm Table Restaurant is part of Farm Table Foundation, it is a nonprofit restaurant, which is a pretty unique thing. Um, we have about our goal is to reach seventy uh, percent in the winter, or sorry, sixty percent in the winter, seventy percent in the summer of locally sourced food, which is is a tough thing to do. But uh, the the back of house staff in that kitchen are working very very hard. Uh, they work with Jesse Sellen from the Reed Turtle Farmers Co-op, and they are sourcing as much as they possibly can, and they do whole hog butchery. Uh, they're nose to tail, and they're working on developing recipes for tallow and things like that now, too. But you can also find some pretty classic things, like an excellent cheeseburger. Uh, the french fries are really good. And the cheese curds are awesome, too. <laughs> we also have great salads uh, coming from you know, Whetstone Farm, uh, Blackbrook Farm, and um, all kinds of different stuff. But the menu is approachable, and it's adjusted quite a bit, and you'll find some pretty interesting information on the back of the menu as well. So if you've eaten there in the past, um, mm -hmm. the uh, menu changes quite a bit, so uh, it's a great opportunity to, to uh, try a lot of different types of food. The menu will be seasonally, so the goal is to change up to six times a year so that we're really reflecting what's fresh and available in that season. Visit my website, bronxtobarn.com to download this and past interviews, to learn about my farm, and to reserve 100% grass-fed beef. We deliver to Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks.